Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast. If you don't already, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, anywhere you find your podcast. Don't forget, NumbBillsFan.com has all of our content. What is up? It is podcast number 119. I'm your host, David Palermo. If you don't already, please find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Numb Bills fan everywhere. Just go there. Also, if you want to support the podcast, there is an Etsy store set up. Please go on any social media platform, find it. It's just Numb Bills fan. Right on any Etsy store, you could buy a shirt. Uh, Numb Bills fan shirts, they're pretty sweet. Put on a really nice cloth. Next level is the t shirt company. If you're a t shirt snob, you want to know what deal, what the deal is with it. Bleach print. Why bleach print? Because when you wash it, the print sets in. You ain't going to go outside and get all sweaty. You ever have those shirts where it's like wearing rubber? Yeah, this ain't that. All right? Print stuff that you want to like actually wear. Like, What's the purpose of having a shirt if you want to support something and you can't wear it? So anyways, my shirts are legit. So don't forget about it. $19 shipped. Also, there's some little knickknacks, some collectibles, some memorabilia. The store's growing. I have a bunch of collectibles I'm getting rid of. If you want to buy some stuff, you can also combine shipping on there as well. And it's all Bill's memorabilia stuff. And there's a lot of stuff I have not listed that I can't wait to throw out there. So just stay tuned. Um, so also, we're brought to you by numbillsfan.com. Pretty sweet. It's just your one-stop shop for any content that gets made. Uh, also brought to you by punchdrunksports.com. And if you don't know about Punch Drunk, it's uh, a comedy podcast. And it has uh, the great Ari Shafir. If you don't know Ari Shafir, he, had a, he has a Comedy Central show called This Is Not Happening, which is a stand-up storytelling show, which is absolutely incredible. So please make sure you check that out. Um, and Sam Tripoli... It's an awesome comic out there in LA as well. He does the Naughty Show. He also does the podcast uh, about conspiracies, which I'm yet to check out. And Jason Tebow, who's another regular at the comedy store in LA. Good comedian. Great podcast about sports. They go to territories I will never dare to go because there's no way I can get out of it. I'm not a professional comedian, but I love it. Follow them on Twitter at Punchdrunk, punchdrunksports.com. The reason we're brought to you by them is because they have a sports podcast network coming up, and we are the ones that are covering the Bills. So very proud to be the exclusive one for that. So uh, shoot them a follow. This is podcast number 119. Um, I'm branching out a little bit here. So personally, I love the Bills. I love talking about the Bills, but this podcast is another timeless podcast, all right? What that means is occasionally we'll get some podcasts where you might be all up to date on the team. I can't talk 45 minutes to anybody about like two guys getting cut in the middle of June. So there's going to be some content we're going to want to hear. And I'm not super X's and O's. You want that? Go to cover1.net. 
Like, really. Eric is someone that I can't even touch him. I'll just rather have him come on the podcast and, and I'll wear my glasses that I don't own yet. I'll go buy some and I'll take out the whiteboard because that's what football guys do. They got the whiteboards everywhere. Um, and I'll just write down some shit. So, uh, yeah, cover one podcast. If you don't listen to that, you're out of your mind. Um, but that said, I will also be doing some podcasts that are timeless as well for the off season, which is uh, something you can always refer back to. Going to break down the offensive side of all, what to expect this year, the defensive side. And uh, overall, front office structure, which is a podcast that's coming up with Eric Turner. So please stay tuned to that one. But if you're tuning into this one now and you read the title, um, pretty much the NFL has changed some rules around. The owners had a meeting the other day. And um, right now it is May 25th to give you an idea. So May 25th, 2017. And right off the bat, supposedly the NFL is loosening up. celebration penalties it's about damn time like let's be real here so you could use the ball as a prop now again i don't know if you could dunk on the goalpost. it's pretty much one of those things where i hope that these refs go and these players and everybody they tell each other like all right what is just inappropriate you know, you can't be, like, doing jerking-off motions or taking a shit at somebody's face type stuff. You know, you can't do that. It's inappropriate. There was something about a player. I think it was Antonio Brown. I don't even want to go there. So, look. Sometimes these touchdown dances could be a little absurd and funny. I really don't think Randy Moss mooning the crowd was that bad. I'm just saying, just saying. Now, Antonio Brown, I guess, I I think it's hilarious when he twerks. I ain't going to lie. I can't lie. I really can't lie. That's hilarious. Who am I kidding? If you're twerking as you score a touchdown, I love you. I think I might just buy his jersey because he's twerking. Like, really, take a look at his posture when he's twerking. He's Antonio Brown has great form. His work's on point. And not for nothing, I'm sorry, I can't pretend to be offended. If he's twerking, I ain't going to pretend to be offended. If Randy Moss is winning the crowd, I ain't going to pretend to be offended. If Doug Wal- if Doug Baldwin wants to, like, step it up a notch and shit the ball out after doing the Randy Moon moon thing, Randy Moss moon thing, if I could even talk, he just pretends he's pooping out the ball, but the TV didn't get it all. That's creative. That's awesome. And also, you know, Antonio Brown returns a punt for a touchdown and just like tries to stick to the goalpost like it's like Looney Tunes. I mean, look it up. It's hilarious. And obviously, we all have our favorite things we want to see in celebrations. Um, if you're a Bills fan, obviously, you know, you're hammering the table for Steve Johnson as a closet. He was just started. He was just getting started. Steve Johnson with his touchdown stuff. Like I, I, that's what I thought. And, um, you know, I, I understand that they don't want people to write stuff on their shirt. Like I, I kind of get that, 
you know, why so serious? It was so crazy when that happened. It was cool. And, and Steve Johnson's touchdown dance, or I should say what he would do, would actually bring a lot of fun to the Bills. And, you know, we always want to see what he would do after. And, and, and you know, he's a very emotional player. So it was cool to watch him. And then we had T.O., obviously, you know, before that. But T.O. was just stale at that point when he was on the Bills. But it's like, man, like like Steve Johnson, I think he was super creative. I don't know if people remember uh, – I think it was after the Why So Serious game, which is really his breakout game against the Bengals. And then the next week, I believe, was the Pittsburgh game where he had the drop, um, which he says got us Marcel Darius, pick three. And um, I will say, like, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. Oh, yeah. Sec- I believe it was the second game against the Patriots in Foxborough. Steve Johnson scores a touchdown. He goes and lines up with the Minutemen and then shoots himself, like pretends to shoot himself and falls backwards and gets a penalty for it. I don't know if I can even find the clip anywhere. I've tried to find it. If anybody has that clip, please, by God, send it to me. At NumBillsFan, Dave at NumBillsFan.com is my damn email. If you have a soul, you will find that and you will send it to me. Steve Johnson pretending to kill himself as if he was a Minuteman himself in Foxborough after he scores a touchdown. It was awesome. So, I was always a fan of um, spiking the ball as a kid. You know, playing the backyard football, you want to spike the ball, bam. I don't know what else to do. Uh, At the same time, The, I do believe that uh, you got you got a responsibility as a professional athlete. You could say you know you didn't choose to be a role model, and I and I do agree with that. And, but keep in mind, I don't have kids. You know what I'm saying? And if I had kids, I would be thinking like maybe the paint color is influencing my kid on something. So you could tell me that sports are going to influence kids. So there is a line that. Yeah, I can tell you dick jokes all day, whatever you want to hear, but, like, I can't really, uh, when it comes to kids, it's a different topic. If you have a kid and you bring it into this world, you got to, like, do what you can for that kid, and sometimes it influences, it's, it's, if I was a parent, I think it would drive me crazy. It drives me absolutely crazy, but you also got to, I guess, let your kid live. Like, what am I doing? Talking parenting right now on a goddamn podcast about football? Anyways, what I'm saying is, is I can understand how some things can be obscene. So maybe twerking ain't that good of an idea. At the same time, uh, are these cheerleaders going to tone it down? Because you're talking about a man in a uniform. Okay. Um, and you're talking girls who look like they could be at your local strip club. Well, not local, probably sundowners, not to get enough free advertising over the border. But you know what I'm talking about? You Buffalonians, you Canadians, eh? You washrooms. I know you know what I'm talking about. 
Yeah, the good quality ones. Not the ones over here in Rochester. There's a couple good ones because I might be friends with some. So I don't want to piss them off if they happen to listen. So look. Anyways, what am I talking about? Okay. Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Let's talk about it. They twerk all the time. I don't see them getting flags. I really don't. I really don't. Bring back the Buffalo Jills. What are you doing? The only downfall for me about sitting row six in the 300s, so it's like the all 22, baby, but kind of sideways. Uh, it's like Tecmo Bowl cam. You know, you just couldn't see the Jills. The Jills are beautiful women. And if they want to add some dudes in there, that's cool too. You know, um, support it. Just update that music. If, if the Jills ever come back and they keep playing it, get the hell out of here with that song. Seriously, it's old. Old as dirt. It's garbage. Anyways, so you have a responsibility. It's like the NFL. It's like, what do you want to be? That, that That's like too sexual of an act for him to twerk. I don't know. I don't find it offensive if a man wants to twerk. I think it's hilarious. I encourage it. And it's cool to me because he's just being an artiste. And that's what he wants to do. You know, I like when Victor Cruz is salsa dance. It's cute. But you know what I used to like? You know what I really used to love as a kid? Was when guys used to choreograph stuff with their buddies. That was fun. I remember seeing, I forgot what team it was. I thought it might have been the Eagles. And a dude set up. A dude pretended like he was bowling and knocked over his teammates. It was amazing. It was amazing. And then, you know, you obviously got all the bird dancing and stuff. Like That's pretty sweet. You know, so it's like I like to see the guys get involved. Just don't make it forever. You know what I mean? Just I think the NFL is really going to be it's starting to get wise and loosen up. They want people to have fun. And the thing is, is. The NFL is run by all rich people. Okay, well, what do these rich people have? Corporations, or what do they have? A lot of employees. What the hell are they? What the hell are employees? What are corporations? I don't know. You tell me. They manage a lot of people. They keep a lot of people in line. This is how you act. This is how we will be. This. So for some reason, the NFL wants to have this public influence bullshit. Like they want to be like the heroes. Like, oh no, you know. Like anytime something goes wrong. And it gets bad pub. Now they have some campaign and they allegedly donate share money to it and whatever. And like, good, they should. You know what I mean? They should. But like, I think if you look at the way the NBA does it, the NBA is a good time. I've always loved the NBA as a kid. You know, it was so fun. They let the guys have some character to themselves. And I understand the old school of football. Go in there, do your job. It's a pretty sport. You know, whatever. But come on. It's like if anything that's happened with the evolution of the internet is we got more funny stuff to look at. We got more fun. So really, the NFL is like culturally behind because it's run by, frankly, a bunch of rich dudes you know, I was going to insert maybe, you know, some other shit, but it's like, I don't know, man. It, it's just weird. I, I don't know why I'm saying man to nobody here, but uh, it, it's just kind of a, a, a weird, I don't know if it's like the punk rock in me, but I, I think like against the green, like, 
you know, for some reason they want to uphold some some image, and I don't understand it, and, and it's and, and it's just weird. It's really weird. Like, just let people have fun. Um, don't worry about everything. Like, like take a look around the other leagues. Like, maybe Roger Goodell had a talk with other commissioners. Like, what are you guys doing for fun? Like, how do you guys allow guys to celebrate? I, I don't know, but I like that the NFL is going to loosen up. I think it's going to be really light-spirited. It will take away... Another one of those nail-biting moments where, all right, guys, don't do anything stupid and wait till that ball is kicked through the uprights before, you know, we know those points are up on the board, if that makes any sense to you. So I, I like that they're loosening up on this on this touch on celebration thing. I hope that these guys can keep it together, not be a bunch of ass wipes, and do anything that would, like, really make kids start doing stupid shit. You know, I don't know what that would be. I don't want to sit here and guess. I have already talked into this thing for 15 minutes. I don't even know what I talked about. And if you're still listening, thank you. Um, Okay, so I'm excited about the touchdown stuff. I mean, Chad Ochocinco with the Hall of Fame jacket thing. That was hilarious. You know, Tio with the Sharpie, the cell phone. I mean, the star. So much good stuff. You know, the 85 Bears. You know, Leslie Frazier was a part of that. Our defensive coordinator for the Bills. He can't dance, though. So, it, it's like, I, I feel like it's part of culture. And the NFL is, frankly, just adapting to the culture. And the internet has just brought more fun. It's brought more memes. It's brought, it, it's brought a, a, a lot more of us together. I mean, it's divided a lot of us, too. But it, it, we can all agree on humor. A lot of shit's funny. So a lot of shit can be fun, and I think the NFL is taking note to that, and it's very wise of them because they're they're I don't know why people are tuning out in games. It could be election, it could be whatever, but one thing that's weird, which will lead me into the next point, is the NFL is shortening overtime from 15 minutes to 10 minutes, and they're throwing it under the umbrella of player safety which I call bullshit because, you know, Heinz Ward was saying it years ago about player safety. He was complaining about it. I remember some interviews. Do I remember specifics right now? No. But, you know, he was out in the media about it. Heinz Ward, was Heinz Ward former receiver of the uh, Steelers, very vocal about a lot of topics. So, um you know, you kind of look at, at these situations where they change these rules, and if it falls under player safety, it almost just everybody just bites and goes, all right, well, you know, we got to protect the players. Yeah, we'll, we'll just throw it under that. And it's like the way it used to be under sudden death is the first points win. So you win the coin toss, you probably win the game because you get the three points, like right off the bat, boom, done. Especially if you're in like an indoor stadium. Think about that. So that could be like one drive. But that's a real football play. It ain't the college way where who has the best red zone offense or red zone defense, right? So it ain't the college way. And so now I I like how it's set up where 
one team gets a possession, and if they get a field goal, the other team gets a chance to score a touchdown or match or whatever, however the hell it works. <laughs> Here I am trying to tell you how it works, and I don't know how it works. Um, but it's like, I, I like that you get a chance to match, and, and that's pretty rad. I, I, I like how it's set up. Um, dropping it from 15 minutes to 10 minutes, I don't see how that's really much to do with player safety than trying to shorten a game so maybe the NFL has some trick up their sleeve. Why would you drop that from 15 minutes to 10 minutes when you're worried about player safety, but what do players complain about? We don't want to play Thursday night games. Why? Because we start recovering on Thursday, maybe. Like, it takes us all week to get better to play the next game for you. So, like, we like that time to recover. Nope, 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 nope. We can't get rid of that. Can't get rid of that. We got TV contracts in place. You're a professional athlete. Get out of here with that player safety bullshit. You care about the players? Why don't you have two bye weeks? How's that? Like, really, they should have two bye weeks. Why? Marketing. Why not? Get people fucking healthy. Keep them healthy. Like, really, two bye weeks? That would be sweet. But no, you're not going to get that. Because they don't care about player safety that much. I mean, come on here. The NFL makes so much money. The NFL prints money. And there's a lot of people making better helmets for player safety and all that. But if they cared about player safety, you want to care about player safety? Roger Goodell needs to come over and rip a fucking bong with me. You want to talk player safety? And let me punch him in the nuts and have him hit the bong again. And he might feel a little better. I don't know. See how how his pain feels. Versus taking these Oxycontins. Or whatever the hell these guys get their hands on that the NFL sweeps under the rug for heroin. Like, really? Legal heroin. You know what I mean? This NFL is so backwards. It's like, all right, all right, we'll give you some celebrations. Here you go. Here you go. This isn't the no fun league. And you're telling me from 15 minutes to 10 minutes and overtime is a player safety issue? Go fuck yourself. Like, frankly, go fuck yourself. I'm not that stupid. The only reason you're shortening games down is maybe because one day you want to increment a new format. Maybe you can fit another slot in, maybe an early morning slot, maybe at 10 a.m. I don't know. But if you shorten a game somehow, you might be able to do that and get rid of Thursday night football. But if you're going on my theory that I've talked you into, which is they don't give a shit about the players, <laughs> like then I guess you can't say that Thursday night football is going to go away. So take whatever I just garbled at you about overtime and run with it. But I don't think player safety is really something to be thrown out there. Um, I like sudden death. I don't like the whole coin tossing. I do get that. Uh, I don't like the cow. I do find the college weight interesting. For overtime. But I do like real football plays like a kickoff. I think special teams is very underrated. I I love that these kickers are missing. I mean, I hate it, but it's, you know, being a Bills fan here. 
But hey, team, the, the league's evolving. So another change that the league is making is there used to be a, another cutdown for roster cutdown. There used to be two. Okay. So now you are going from 90 players. Okay. The Bills or whatever your favorite team is. All right, the Bills will have to cut a bunch of players to get down to 53 right after two days, actually, after their final preseason game. So game four in the preseason, which for the Bills is always the Lions. Two days later, they have to cut all those players on the 53. I mean, that's a lot of people. That is a lot of people you're caught in there. So imagine if you're a general manager or you're on the pro scouting side or doing whatever that involves keeping an eye out on these players. What's What are you going to do? I mean, I really looked forward to those. I'll be honest with you. I liked having the 75, cut down to 75 players prior to their their last preseason game, you know, I, I kind of like that because the advantage of it was you got to see what else people brought in. And you got to, to maybe pick up a couple new pieces. I, I love roster turnover. I don't like it once you get to know the players, you know. Once the players start showing up, we get to know them during camp. I tend to fall in love with the players, so I don't want them to go anywhere, even some of the depth. A lot of the depth right now, we're getting to know. You know, if you go on cover1.net, Eric Turner's breaking down a lot of people, doing a great job. Um, You know, I I look forward to these guys that want to really make the team, and they're they're going balls to the wall to do whatever they can to make the squad. Like, that's what you got to do. So, you know, we get to know these guys, and then they kind of stick on the roster for a year or two, and then you don't want to see them go anywhere. So, you know, you might get attached. At the same time, people are going to get cut regardless. You know, there's only so many guys you can keep. They can only keep 53 players. I think the NFL should make it so you can keep 60 at least because everybody gets hurt all the time. At the same time, they could... People could start hoarding quarterbacks. A lot of things can happen. I mean, just put your pretend you're Bill Belichick right now, and you're like, oh, 60 players? Holy shit. What could I do? I'm going to take all the kickers. <laughs> Bill Belichick is just going to stash all the kickers. So you saw that cash space to buy all the kickers and put them on a bench so nobody makes field goals anymore. That's really what he's going to do. So, um, you know, the advantage of the cut down... The disadvantages to the players because now they got to scramble find a team last minute, and now they don't have a week to digest the system. I mean, you're already crammed, so that's kind of bullshit. But maybe the coaches will give these kids a chance, and maybe maybe the players will ask the staffs, "Hey, I understand I'm on the bubble. I understand I'm not caught in the, in the special teams like I thought. Can I be released? I don't see why they wouldn't do that." Um. To give them a chance. Because if a coach has empathy, that's what they always say, right? Oh, we want to release him because, uh, yeah, why is he released before? Oh, so he can latch on to get another job. Well, if you turn that down, 
do you care about your player or not? So um, every situation is different, obviously, because you know, I have some people being, you know, ass wipes. So you might want to help. You might not want to help them out. But I think the advantages is preseason game four. I actually think it'll be worth watching because you won't have starters in there and you won't. Okay, I say watching as in like I haven't watched the first two minutes of game one of preseason yet. This is like we haven't watched football in a long time and I'm talking out of my ass as if I'm drunk. Like game four, I'm going to really watch it. Bullshit. I'm probably not even going to go. I'm probably going to mow my lawn or something. Uh, rake the leaves in August that aren't there. I'm going to do something besides watch preseason game four. No. But I'm saying incentive-wise, it could be a reason to go watch it sometime if you don't want to just light your head on fire. Uh, But you get to watch these guys and know that your starters aren't getting hurt. That's kind of cool. You get to watch the laundry go to work. But you never know. Look what happens to some some of these guys that are undrafted guys that they show up in preseason. They just show up and they get a chance and they get an opportunity because when you really break it down, are you telling me that these players are really that bad of football players? Like you're telling me Ryan Leaf and all these other guys were, were really that bad? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I do I think Aaron Maven was bad? I, I don't I don't know if he was used right, you know? I, I don't know why Dick Jerome wanted that kid. But I wonder where these players would go because if the Bills couldn't be the only ones hyped on Aaron Maven. Am I making sense to anybody there? Like the system has to match the player and it's like it seems like as a Buffalo Bills fan. I'm inclined, and, and most fans are inclined to be like bust, just draft bust, 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 bust. You know, you look at Dante Whitner. People hated Dante Whitner. I thought he was okay. He's good in run support. Wasn't good. little lippy on Twitter. A lot of bit lippy on Twitter. Douchebag on Twitter. But, hey, I'm a doucheroo. I understand. Point being is... um. I think sometimes when you when you write off these players so quick, you have to look at like what's happened. I mean, people want to bash on Sammy Watkins. Doug Marone put him in the fourth preseason game, and that kid got battered and re-injured. Like he hurt his ribs again or some shit. Or that might have been the first time, was it? I can't even remember. All I know is this. If Sammy Watkins has not had one goddamn offseason with Tyrod Taylor, no TAs, none of that shit. So I'm kind of nervous. I hope it works out. Uh, Sammy Watkins is working hard from all reports. Um, but what I'm getting here at here is in the fourth preseason game, it's going to allow more guys some opportunity, and that's the bright side. You never know who can really come out of it and, and maybe make the squad. And at the same time, Hey, man, get your depth out there. Get them some reps. Just get them some reps. And you can control a little bit more, I think, because if you get your second and third stringers out there, 
And then you got the, you know, the second half, or at least the very last quarter, obviously, the fourth preseason game. Why am I talking about this game still? Um, going, that's also more game tape if you were curious about a guy for when they get released. So I think it's kind of neat that they are keeping the rosters that big. I'm a fan of more players being employed, honestly. Whatever they want to do. They got to be creative with the rules. I'm not saying how you divvy it up, but it's just like bothers me that these guys can't get a lot of reps in practice and they end up pulling muscles. I think it's some weird way these guys are overtrained, um, yet they don't get to like practice hard, if that makes sense. I think they train way too hard outside, but I could be nuts. Um, so also... That uh, that's all I'm going for with roster cuts. Uh, I'm not wasting your time on that anymore. So, I think right off the bat, um, you got some positives out of those three, and it's how you want to look at it. Overtime, okay, cool. Game gets done quicker. Maybe it offers somebody incentive to make a move. Let's go. That way, they don't just squish out the clock. Or maybe it gives a sign of two squish out the clock. I don't know. It's another nugget of strategy to be tabled for another time. Uh, the no fun league. Hey, we ha- we're we having fun now. Yay, cool. So if you're loosening up the penalties on celebrations, I'm into that. Um, and really, there's some nonsense here about, uh, I don't know if anybody heard this. But they have put off the Super Bowl for Los Angeles in 2021 instead of 2020 because the stadium is delayed an entire year because of all the rain. So that's what they talk about, these owners' meetings. If you're wondering, I'm not laughing at it. It's business that needs to be taken care of. All right? Does that make sense? That's all. They also have like some stuff about GM interviews. You know, teams will not be forced to include final say over the 53-man roster. You know, they don't have to do that. So that's kind of neat that they don't have to commit who's doing the 53. I don't know why the 53 is such a biggie, but I guess it's a biggie. So, look, take these rule changes as you want. I think they're neat. Um, There's one more that's very, 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 very important that I almost forgot about on my list here. Lastly, that I'm going to get into that's worth getting into. As a Bills fan, if you're a Bills fan listening to this or if you're a fan of a team, you've had your teams just get decimated with injuries. And I remember the year the Packers won a Super Bowl, I think they led the league or were pretty up there in injuries. And uh, so, you know, say what you will. Do injuries define everything? I don't know. Um, It's hard to tell. But I will tell you, if you are a cohesive unit and you lose guys and you lose guys, And you lose more guys. So, like, let's just say you're the Buffalo Bills. And you got Sammy Watkins, which uh, two first-round draft picks and a wide receiver heavy draft. 
that everybody likes to say, which is true. I got to jump on board and start drinking the bullshit Kool-Aid that's few out here. You got Robert Woods, second-round pick. Good kid. Always finds a way to get open. Tough, great blocker. You got Charles Clay, Swiss Army Knife. You know, Craig Roman, offensive coordinator, really, really, really credited Charles Clay for Shady McCoy's, you know, nice year with the Bills year one. So imagine those guys, you know, kind of get hurt and don't play together with LaShawn McCoy, who also gets hurt. And you don't got guys to throw to. Well, now... You could bring one guy back from the injured reserve. One more, I should say. So now you can bring two guys back from the injured reserve instead of just one. Now, I guess back in the day, you used to be able to bring a bunch of dudes back, like way, way, way back. But then what was happening is, again, put on your little Belichick antennas. What was happening is, it's like you get the mafias in a room with each other. They all got their camp, and they come up with, how can we bend the rules here? And it's our station players, and that's what happens. But it's unfortunately, unfortunate if you have like a six-week injury and a guy can come back, and you lose him. So it's like you got to release him and hope he passes the waivers to get him again. So it, it, I don't know. That's crazy. So to have another guy come back from injured reserve, especially if you're a Bills fan, is incredible. Because that just offers you another nugget of hope. Just saying. When it comes to following the Bills, got to have hope. You got to cling to hope. And I'm not trying to be negative. Being real here. But really, though, two guys back from IR, I think that's sweet. You know, say you get a big man hurt, you want him back, don't want to mention names. I don't even want to think about injuries because every time you think, who can we not afford to lose, they get hurt. And then they come back in their contract year and ball out. Okay. Anyways, this podcast is done. This was another uh, kind of like timeless podcast here. Thank you for checking it out. This should last you all off season or maybe a year from now with these NFL rule changes. So, um... I don't mean to breathe so heavy in the mic. Just realized I did that. Don't forget, if you want to support the podcast, we got shirts for sale. We have an Etsy store, Numbills Fan. There is actually a link on numbillsfan.com. You can click right through, and it'll get you right to our Etsy store with the link. And um, $19 ship, really comfortable shirt. They fit right. The sizes are running out. Thank you to everybody who has supported the podcast and is listening um, really means a lot that you stuck through this. Been doing it for over two plus years now, I guess. So it's, you know, sometimes I'm pretty busy and I'm like, damn, I don't want to do it. And I want to do it. And then I want to do it. And then I'm not sure when I'm going to fit it in. And yeah, so here I am on May 25th, 2017. Thank you to everybody for supporting this. Numbillsfan.com has all of our stuff up there. There's a playlist there. And um, keep your head and ears peeled for anything going on with NFL, you know, NFL news, 
I'll have a podcast up about it. So expect more podcasts about NFL stuff along with your typical or usual Bills talk because that's why this podcast is here. So please, numbillsfan.com, subscribe to us on iTunes. If you don't, anywhere you get your podcasts, subscribe to us. If you want to send me an email, dave at numbillsfan.com. If you want to shoot me a Twitter message, numbillsfan. Also on Instagram. Instagram is pretty fun. I love using Instagram. I love getting artsy with it. Also, um, make sure you go on our Facebook. You'll see some past live videos that we had up. The live show will be coming back. Retooling right now. Make some new graphics. Make some just, just really going on through. It's the off season for this live thing right now. But stay up because I'm going to have some job site thoughts here and there coming through, especially during training camp uh, on our Instagram. So make sure you check back with that. So lastly, PunchDrunkSports.com. Uh, follow them on Twitter at PunchDrunk. And thank you to those guys for everything. So all right. Take care. Don't forget to subscribe. Tell your friends. And lastly, I'm your host, David Palermo. See ya.